Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Pencil Problems. This is kind of a cool episode. So Nick posed a question of if <laughs> I was going to delete Facebook and that sort of led us down this rabbit hole of just talking about the whole Facebook situation and and you know building a community and ethics and morals and I, I don't know. I thought we had a really cool conversation. Hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, quick plug, we are planning on doing a Q&A uh, podcast uh, next, the next podcast. So We've got a few questions banked up from our listeners, but if you have a question about your side project, you're thinking about doing something, you're doing something now, you want to ask about a tactic, you want to tell us we're wrong about something, you want to pitch an idea, anything that has to do with uh, something you're working on, um, or just feedback in general, uh, send us a note at hello at pencilproblems.com, and we'll be uh, organizing them into a kind of a Q&A episode uh, coming up next week or, or the week after. So stay tuned for that. And uh, all right, here we go. This is Pencil Problems. Now I'm on the fence again. Man, this whole domain thing is a giant pencil problem. But um, anyways, dude, I want, to, I want to ask you. Yes. Um, with all the things that are going on right now with Facebook – um have you decided to delete your account oh good question um i did think about it i i think i've decided no i'm not going to um Mm -hmm. and a a couple main reasons like one is that i don't really use facebook much like i'm not Mm -hmm. i'm not a big facebook user um i'm actually kind of peeling off of like christina's Christina does all of our like social mediaing for the family. I was like looking at my Instagram today and like, it's just all my kids now. And I'm, I'm one of those guys. And I has like, I rarely, I had like four random star Wars posts in a row. I'm like, who am I? Like, like, what am I doing on this thing? I'm not using this Instagram thing. Right. <laughs> um, and, but truthfully, the real reason why is like, I'm, I'd be a huge hypocrite. And that's because I use Facebook for both of my businesses so hubba we use facebook ads on a daily and they're very effective and Mm -hmm. able sells i use facebook on the daily and they're very effective so um i don't like i don't see myself like i think if i really wanted to take a stand i would actually say i'm not going to pay for facebook ads that's a much Mm. bigger that's a much bigger stand than i'm going to delete my facebook account Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately I'm not, uh, I mean, we can, I want to ask you this question first, but we can get into this. Like I'm, I actually don't, I think there's a chance Facebook is very guilty. And if I see a certain series of evidences, it could actually lead me to not advertise on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But right now I actually don't think it's as, I think they're getting a bad rap in a way. So I don't know if you want to talk about that. But so why, why, yeah, why, why, why do you think they're getting a bad rap? Or what's your stance on the whole thing? And well, well, uh, well, maybe, maybe like, could you let's just summarize it for people who don't know what's going on? Okay, so uh, a company puts out, uh, and again, this is totally. Um, I might even have some of the facts wrong, but this is what I've. Uh, this is this is how I've interpreted what I've read. Mm-hmm. Um, a company. Uh, basically put out a personality quiz app saying that it was for research purposes only. Um, they then got a lot of people to, 
take this quiz using just mm -hmm. like paid ads, essentially. They just mm -hmm. paid for people. This is very common. Um, but part of the app was that you would uh, connect your, like it would connect to your friends. Like they asked for the permission of the app. So Facebook apps have a ton of permissions that you can request. Mm -hmm. And one of them is the friends of friends permission. And uh, they got it, granted that permission, which isn't granted to everybody. So this is another, like, it's very, it's actually not easy to get that friends of friends permission. Um, so they were granted to it because they were doing academic research that then gave the developers access to the friends of the person taking the quiz, mm -hmm. um, which allowed them to essentially build a Facebook graph themselves for everybody who took the, the quiz uh, and get a whole bunch of profile information if it was public from those people. Mm -hmm. And then they sold that information to Cambridge Analytica who, or they were working with the company Cambridge Analytica. It's not quite mm -hmm. clear yet if they sold it or if they were totally in cahoots. And Cambridge Analytica then weaponized that with, um, uh, what's his name? Um, the Trump campaign? Yeah, what's that guy's name? Uh, I'm blanking on... Steve Bannon. So Steve right. Bannon was um, uh, basically involved in this company and he got a lot of kind of conservative right-wing rich people to invest in it and said like, hey, the Obama campaign kicked our ass in 2012 mm -hmm. um, on data. We're, this is th th It's these kinds of people that are going to help us win the data race in, in 2016 and 2020. And then... Uh, they essentially use that to do uh, hyper-targeting of content. So they designed algorithms that looked at all of these people and said, okay, Nick, you're going to get this series of fake news. Kent, you're going to get this series of fake news. And it's different fake news for Nick and different fake news for Kent. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. And, and that's, and of course, Facebook is now in the crossfire because, I mean, it's no secret that Facebook is a democratic left-leaning company. They were already kind of in hot water for the Russia fake news stuff. Um, and now this is just like, you know, yeah. not looking good. So I can understand why people are upset. And I think that, but, but he, so here's my sort of take on it though. Um, it, so, and again, I'm not a lawyer. I have no idea what I'm talking about on the legalities of this, but just my ethical stance on it is I work at Hubba. Hubba is a marketplace. If somebody goes through our verification process, which is pretty rigorous, we, you mm -hmm. know, if it's if it's questionable, we err on the side of don't do it. And if it's if we really think we can verify your authenticity, we will let you onto the platform and you'll be able to sell your products. If it turns out that you're putting rat poison in your canister of ketones instead of ketones and a bunch of people die, that's horrible. And surely we have some accountability in that, uh, in that mix. But to say that it's our fault, um, is, is ridiculous. Like we, well, you're, you're essentially making the argument that you're just a platform and it's not you. That's the poison. It's the people who are using it. That's right. The poison. And, and I think then, so then it comes down to who knew what and when. So mm -hmm. if our CEO found out that a company on Hubba was poisoning customers, he would probably, uh, he would kick them off Hubba and he'd probably tell the police to go knock on their door, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then that should be the end of the story. 
Mm-hmm. So with Facebook, the question really is, did they know that Cambridge Analytica was doing this? Um, so they, they clearly knew that they had access to all this information because mm-hmm. their API, they, it'd be easy for them to figure that out. But the question is like, does there exist an email where somebody at um, Facebook sent an email to the executive team or to Zuckerberg or to Sheryl Sandberg or whoever and said, hey, we have reason to believe that this company violated our privacy policy, sold the data to this company, and now this company is using it to target fake news at our users. And then if someone responded, oh, well, are they are they are their checks clearing? Then who cares? Back to work. Um, mm-hmm. Like that, like heads are going to roll and that could lead me to delete my Facebook account. But Cause, okay, so yeah. actually that doesn't bother me as as much. Uh, actually, I just logged into Facebook. First thing I see is Ken Fenwick here with his family, beautiful family, <laughs> which is really weird that this would be the first thing that pops up. Um, but it's it's not even it's it's not even like if they knew about this and they let this happen. It's more that you're on this like fragile system that can be so easily manipulated and. Just how important, like your your data, how important, like this data just got leaked out. 50 million people's worth of stuff just got leaked out. And I remember this API. I remember the Facebook API before they changed it. That friends are friends thing, you could, anyone could get that at one point. At one point, yes. yes. Yeah. And then now they, they've turned that off. They tightened the screws on that. So they fixed this probably a few years ago. Right. And, you know, this 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 leaked out a few years ago, but it's only an issue right now because like the someone like was a whistleblower about the whole thing right um but it's more like wow like this is crazy like a how much information you have of me and it it just paints facebook in a weird light because like even after this they found out that uh they were looking at all your contacts and your call history and your chat history or something that, and, that one, I, yeah, I don't have a lot of. I haven't looked into that yet because there's some yeah. people who say that's not um, that's not true, or like Facebook is like vehemently denying that. But they're also like, can you really trust them right now? So, yeah, like if 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 this is just going to be a steady drip of leaks coming out of Facebook that they've yeah. just been totally disregarding privacy, like they got a big problem. Well, it's like the phone is it, like Google's probably doing the exact same thing. To be totally honest, right? But they ask permission like so they say it's through their messenger app and they ask for permission to get your call your chat history and your contacts and it's like an android permission and this is before android changed their um securities around their permissions but there was a point where you could just android would just give all the stuff up so it's more android's fault really but it's also like facebook's obviously trying to tap into any source of information they can get so they can serve you the necessary ad and all that stuff right um but it's 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 more it's it's less that facebook knew this is happening because they obviously know they wrote the api they know this information could have gone out there for everybody but to me it's just like i i i don't know how like we all know like that we traded information for we traded our information for like services for free that we get. And this is really the commerce of the internet. Yes. Um, but it's different when it gets laid out like this and it gets like put up 
front page for everybody to see that oh yeah all your data everything about you and your friends and your profile everyone just has that and it's that it's bringing that to light even though everyone knows this is happening like i know google has this i know facebook has this but it's just i guess surfacing this and making me reflect on it is making me like whoa is that am i actually cool about this and that's that's the part that's more putting me at a weird question mark of whether I should keep Facebook or not. So it's almost like you knew that this was happening, but now to sort of see it, or like you always suspected that this stuff was happening, but then to kind of see it now, you're like, oh shit, like, yeah, this 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 is exactly what I thought they were doing, and they are doing it, and like, is that kind of where your head's at? Yeah, and it's like, okay, well, A, I don't use Facebook much at all anymore, and I'm like, and if my information is just out there and everyone just has my whole social graph and they're trying to manipulate that, I was like, that doesn't sound cool. Even though this happens on a daily basis, right? Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, do you really think that companies like other than, like, do you think Google's doing that too? Yeah, for sure. You don't think so? I don't know. Like, I, so th- this to me again goes back to why... I'm so I'm so bullish on the long-term prospects of Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, I was getting I got into this debate with a with a friend where, I mean, I think Apple is losing on so many fronts right now compared to, uh, to compared to Google and Facebook. Mm-hmm. But then they've got this one trump card, which is the iPhone is 100% more private and more secure than any other. Like all of Apple services are really designed for privacy. Now, maybe that's mm-hmm. all a facade and that's all mm-hmm. bullshit and we'll find out that that's all fake. But um, the fact that their business model is pretty simple, like I overpay for a computer and then you never bother me again. That's kind mm-hmm. of Apple's model, right? Mm-hmm. So whereas, like you said, with Facebook and Google, their model is a lot slipperier and it leads to questionable like it leads to ethical decisions on a daily basis where Apple's business model leads to ethical decisions on like a yearly basis. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I think that, and I guess maybe, maybe this is just me being so desensitized. I'm just not surprised. I'm not, Mm -hmm. I know that my social graph is living out there on thousands of machines and, um, mm-hmm. people are mining, trying to figure out what color shirt I like better than another. And they're going to try to, I, I just, that's such a, that's just not interesting. Like I just, you know, like that's so yeah. obvious to me that I, yeah. I'm kind of numb to it. And I don't yeah. really, I also don't even think that's really a bad thing because mm-hmm. if you can, you know, I, I kind of go back to Google's original model on, on advertising in that if I'm looking for socks, and you show me cool socks, and then there's an advertiser behind that, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, and I, I think there's a, there's a point where all that data and advertising actually makes sense and are mm-hmm. positive for society. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I, I really, I, I think I've, I've kind of, and I think there's a lot of people our age that are in this boat where we've got kids now we see what you know technology can do and how addictive it is and we've seen ourselves at the park with our kids checking our phone every 20 minutes and we don't even know why Mm -hmm. and it's like i think that 
if for nothing else, just this being the straw that broke the camel's back to say, okay, one less social network. So Twitter, you're still in my good books. Um, Instagram, you know, tr- truly anyone who's saying delete Facebook has to delete Instagram too. So, mm-hmm. and that's kind of a weird thing I've seen from this whole movement. Everyone's like, oh, delete Facebook. And everyone's like, cool. Like they're on Instagram, like I deleted Facebook. And then yeah. they WhatsApp their friends like, hey, let's delete Facebook. <laughs> it's like, yeah. guys, like you're, oh man, you're so, no, you got to delete all of it. Like, um, so. Yeah. Um, but it's also like, it's, I guess it's a little different. So the way I, Instagram, WhatsApp, obviously owned by Facebook, they're just building out that graph more. They know all the stuff, other stuff about me. But it's also like when you go on Facebook, you're getting presented with information and it's also like now can i trust this information and that in some ways just hurts the credibility of the platform right but but, but d- define that though cuz i i've never understood this whole um you know to me it kind of goes back to and again i'm sort of playing devil's advocate mm-hmm. but I, I i think i i think i can play this one pretty good where it goes back to this idea of um Whose fault is it that you, you know, eat McDonald's? Is it, is it McDonald's? Like, is it McDonald's's fault for advertising it so, so hypnotically to you that you have no choice mm-hmm. but to eat the McDonald's? Mm-hmm. Or is it that um, they've tapped into your biology and they know exactly what you want to eat and you have, you're, you're totally helpless against their food scientists? Or mm-hmm. um, is it just you don't have good self-control and you find yourself eating McDonald's? So I yeah. think the truth is somewhere in the middle where yeah. they do have food scientists designing this shit. You are weak and you end up eating a McDonald's. Um, and it, this whole fake news thing, like if, if, you show, if you show someone, you know, uh, an article that's, that's just like when you said you don't know if you can trust it then you just aren't good at figuring out information. Like you just, mm-hmm. like you're, whose fault is that? Like, is so, it? But it's it's a matter of like, am, am I being, I guess I want to know, am I being like socially manipulated? Right? Like if, 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 <clears throat> if McDonald's makes an ad and they throw it up there and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. It's, uh, it looks delicious and I'm going to, I'm going to eat it. I know it's, not good for me, but they're going to pitch it as like, it's made by real farmers. It's real eggs. It's, and it looks delicious. So I'm going to do it. But if it is a whole bunch of news about, uh, actually McDonald's is using, uh, not real headless chickens for their nuggets or something. And this becomes like a trending thing on my Facebook and it's all over my Facebook or something. And, I can't discern whether this is real or not real. And this can also go with just news in general on Google or anything else. Um, but it, it it's different on Google because like I have to search for this versus like on Facebook, things get pushed to me. And if you're pushing information to me, I, I guess I want to know like, is this credible information or not credible or is someone trying to game me right now? Yeah, no, a hundred percent, and and I think that I'm not saying we shouldn't try to fight fake news and and all that, but I, I, I don't know, I don't think deleting Facebook is going to help that. 
um, mm. because that like that's not really Facebook's fault. That's just humans' fault. Like there's always been people spreading fake news f- throughout history, right? I mean, yep, yep. So fa- social media just amplifies it. So I think that I the root is still just. I think it's raising our ability to understand, you know, facts and reasons and reading and trusting sources. And, you know, um, I mean, what sort of, I think the the stuff that scares me more is like, you know, when you find out that, you know, how easy it is to get an op-ed in the New York Times, if you know the right person and you pay the right amount of money, that terrifies Mm -hmm. me even more because I trust the New York Times. Um, And you hope that, you know, journalistically, they don't do that kind of stuff and they only report the facts and blah, 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 mm-hmm. which is a bigger story. But I mean, to me, that's the real, um, like, and, and to me, that's why it all goes back to intent. Like, if Facebook knows that people are, and when I mean knows, not just like knows in a, in a, in a theoretical way, like, mm-hmm. uh, and again, like, let, let's take a world closer to, my heart again, even like someone like Alibaba. So at Hubba, one of our things we're trying to do is like, we're verified, like we verify. Alibaba doesn't verify. So that's a huge differentiator, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, Jack Ma must know that there are, you know, people, I'm sure, selling drugs on Alibaba, pretending they're industrial fastener bolts. Mm-hmm. Um, and but to somehow like to to somehow like now if he knows that if he knows that that company is doing it and he's turning a blind eye to it for the sake of profits and, and growth and commerce that's wrong and that should be like that's very wrong and i think that that's where i haven't figured out yet from facebook where like, did they know that people were willingly manipulating the data and then using that to further manipulate their users in the, in the, but, but it didn't matter because it meant more money coming in. Like that is really, really bad. And that could lead me to go to Ben and say, I don't think we should be paying them any money. Like, but let's don't, all. But don't, don't you think they know that on a daily basis that this is happening? It's an open well, platform, right? It's like, you're going to let people say what they want to say. Like how they they know that that's a possibility. Right, right, right. But, but again, I think there's a big difference between knowing it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Again, it, go, it goes back to Jack Ma. I, I'm sure he, he knows that in theory, there are thousands of people on his platform who are not being truthful and selling drugs on Alibaba or whatever. Sure. Um, but does that mean that they just, they what? They, they close Alibaba? Um, no, it means that a company like Hubba has a chance to say, we think we have a better model. So we, we're going to verify these people and we think that gives us an edge. And if we're right, then we'll slowly get bigger and Alibaba will get smaller. And 20 years from now, the market will decide who, like, you know, what people are willing to tolerate. Whereas mm-hmm. if he knows that that person is selling drugs and doesn't do anything about it, that's a very different, like, do, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, like I, but I, I don't know if that changes a ton, though. Like, he he must know that there is shady stuff that could happen, and just like, and just the fact that they know that it's a possibility, 
I don't, I don't know. It, that, that doesn't knowing that's a possibility and knowing that's happening is that gonna change anything? Like you have an open platform. Like the the like the fact that they know. Like, would you want them to just even just close any potentials of this happening? I guess ideally, right? But how? Yeah, but, I don't but know then, how you would even go yeah, about but, doing but, that. But then, how do you do that, right? And I think yeah. that's the. I think that's the problem, and it's it's almost like we. So one of the one of the better kind of uh, tweets that I saw about this, of course, has to do with uh, cryptocurrencies. So Naval, a very famous uh, investor and uh, cryptocurrency kind of guru, um, you know, basically said that he thinks that Facebook will launch a crypto token mm-hmm. soon in the next few months. And that they're going to try to use it to build some kind of a trust score where, um, like, they're going to try to come up with, you know, this. And people have been talking about this for, for a long time where there's like PageRank, which was Google's revolution of let's look at who points to which web pages and then that'll tell us who the most powerful web pages are. Mm-hmm. So, what's needed is really like a trust rank. So, how do we objectively tell that one article is more truthful than another article? Mm. Um, and he thinks that they're going to try to, that they've been working on this algorithm. And they're going to try to combat this with like, with, with an algorithm and say, okay, Google has page rank. We have trust rank. And then mm. every source you see on your profile will be, um, they'll have a trust score and you'll be able to sort based on like trust versus um, on like, mm what's mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. what's trending it's like what's truthful you know so yeah. that's an interesting kind of a model that um could definitely change things but to um i just think that it's so hard to draw the line like where do you draw the line on any piece of content it starts in, it starts infringing on like free speech it gets back to like a free speech argument so mm-hmm. um or it's it's even just like you're drawing the line of if Facebook kind of fed into this whole the, the Trump thing and the, the Russia uh, scandal and maybe even like Brexit, then do you want to feed that machine more? Like I, like as a societal movement, as like big decisions are being made and if a platform can manipulate the the mass, do you want to be? Do you want to feed into that? Do you want to just mm. be part of that problem? Yeah, that's a fair point. And then, like, or you you can even turn it to and say, you know, one day your kids, you know, maybe they're going to judge you. Like, which side of the like like which side were you on? Right. So yeah, like it's like, okay, dad. You, you had enough data here to tell you that Facebook was doing something fishy, but you yeah. were still paying them money to sell ketones? Like, do you think that's really, like, can you live with that, Dad? You know, like, I can hear Jack and I having this conversation, like, 20 <sighs> years from now. And I can hear me saying, see that gold watch you're wearing, boy? Like, <laughs> where do you think that gold watch came from? Um, no, no, but... Uh, no, but I think that that's a much more real... Like I like the way you frame that. Actually, it's like you can argue about when they knew what, but the the fact is, like, we know people are using it for this purpose. So, yeah. 
Um, and, and I mean, I, I know this is kind of a, a terrible comparison, but I uh, was listening to a podcast that got me thinking about this where, um, so it turns out that YouTube has this real big problem with a lot of these like kids videos. Yeah. Because what they've actually found is that a lot of pedophiles actually use YouTube to essentially like get their jollies. And um, they've discovered this through uh, certain comments that they make to each other. And then they've linked them back to like these pedophile rings and stuff like that. So like, so fucked up. It's so fucked up. So it's like something like, so this one example that they brought up was this, um, and it sounds so awful just to say it. So I'm, please know I'm not condoning any of this. It's just fucking terrifying. There was this video of like this mom giving her kid a bath and it had like ungodly number of views. Like no video should ever have this many views for a mother giving her child a bath. And then mm. they they went down the rabbit hole and they realized that, oh fuck, some, some pretty shady, scary people are watching this video a lot. Um, and... It's like, so then what do you do with that information though? So they can, they can try to, you know, educate people about posting certain kinds of content and maybe Mm -hmm. saying, Hey, let's just have a rule where like, we just don't post videos like that of our kids ever because Mm -hmm. there are weird, there are sick people out there who are like not watching this for the reasons you think they are. So, yeah. like, just don't do that anymore. That's one way, but that's a really, that's going to take a long time, and that's a whole campaign and prevention. And um, they can just start banning. They can use AI now to just say, okay, any video where we think there's skin and children, we're just gonna, we're just gonna ban. Like, that's not going to happen. So, mm-hmm. um, even if it's like, you know. Uh, Jimmy's fourth birthday and it happens to be in the summer and he's in a bathing suit in the backyard. Nope, not going on because like we're, we're going to block that from, from going up. Mm-hmm. He, sorry. Your, your relatives in New Zealand cannot watch that video on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can see where all of a sudden it's like, where do you draw this, this line? Like the, the, the minority of sick people end up affecting the majority mm-hmm. and, that's that kind of sucks because like why why should that happen but at the same time you don't you you know it's it's just a hard position like what do you do yeah. if you if you're youtube now with that information yeah. but like yeah. what do we do do we say delete youtube like um i i refuse to watch you know my seth Meyers a closer look videos because i know that there are creeps using youtube to look at uh, kids like, mm-hmm. um, and again, that, that's a that's a, an extreme example compared yeah. to what's happening with with Facebook. But I think that yeah. it's eventually that will be on the the chopping block too. Like, there's I don't know, I just don't know where you draw um, the line, right? where you draw that line. Mm. Um, like clearly, Sego Mini should not have an ad showing up on any like. So it it comes down when it comes to advertisers like. They need to be aware too, where um, you don't want to be feeding those kinds of that kind of content. And even for me on at Hubba, like if I was working, oh, let's put it this way: if I was selling 
um, and maybe this is just a total like hypocrite uh, answer because I have skin in the game because Facebook works for both companies that I that I buy ads for. But like, um, how do I say it? If if I was in a different industry that overlapped more with the kind of like manipulation that we're seeing with these kind of mm-hmm. fake news things, I would feel mm-hmm. a lot harder going to work as a marketer at those companies. Like right. if I worked for like Vox or the verge or Buzzfeed or um, like they're mm-hmm. using those same tactics to mm-hmm. promote other content. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like they're, they're yep. like one degree removed Whereas yep. I feel like I'm yep. maybe three or four degrees removed. Um, but ultimately, we're still feeding the machine. So, yeah, it's super. Oh, this is super complicated, man. Um, like, okay, so, like, do you think, though, do you agree with my sort of feeling, though, that if I delete Facebook, I really have to stop advertising on Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, like, and it, but it's it's weird that like okay, so I've been thinking about deleting Facebook for years, and I've never done it because it used to be that oh I this is kind of like my Rolodex, so let me just kind of keep this around in case I need to reach out to so and so, who I obviously haven't in like ten years, right? But now I'm like maybe I shouldn't delete it because uh, it's a good way for me to push stuff that I'm working on, like this podcast or like if I, the, the book thing goes down, then the book or whatever else. But I'm using it just as a marketing vehicle and nothing more. So, and it's it's weird because like I'm doing that, you're doing that. I'm sure a ton of other people are just kind of doing that. Um, and it's, it's almost like there's a subset of people who use it for information digestion and there's just a bunch of people who are just using it just to try to make money off it or something um but i don't know if that's a good reason to keep facebook around you know just for maybe getting an extra few listeners for this podcast or something right yeah because then like we're just being hypocrites again or we're being like opportunistic um yeah yeah i and i mean i can also see on their side where there's a lot of good that Facebook's doing in this world as well. Like they, they kind of had a bad year. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think you sort of summed it up the best. You use the word fragile. And I think that's the best way to describe all this stuff is that it's shown us how fragile these institutions are. And, um, you know, Twitter is kind of a different beast because, it's always been a little more like a wild west and Mm -hmm. you kind of know what you're getting. I don't know. I feel like it's just, it's just different. It's harder to get. It's harder to stay on. It's, it's all, you already have to kind of invest a little bit more if you're a, if you're a Twitter user, whereas Facebook was really the one that we just thought was, Oh yeah, this is, this feels, this is easy. You know, I can, I know what to do here. And, um, yeah, it's it's tough. Like for me, the uh, I use Messenger more than anything else. Like that's my most used Facebook product is uh, mm. um, because everyone kind of has it in a way. So if I need to get in touch with someone, 
I'm probably friends on Facebook with them and then I just send them a message and that's it. That's sort of the, um, interesting. And even last night, like when I, I, the reason why you're seeing my picture when you log into Facebook was I, I realized I had this old picture of, of Jack and Emma and, and Emma was like, she's like unrecognizable. So I posted an updated photo and I was trying to find a way because like, I'm like, I don't want my network to know this. Like I, <laughs> like I don't care. Like I don't want this to be a thing where now everyone's going to be like, oh, Kent, what a beautiful cover photo. And of course they are because it's a nice picture of my family. But I couldn't find a way to post that without it like getting basically vomited all over my feed. Um, and <laughs> it's that kind of stuff that actually pisses me off more too because there's – it's – you just sort of realize that you're you're just – totally in their hands like you're like you know what i'm saying like even something yeah. like changing a profile picture you have no choice but to look like a vain person where it's like oh like so can't put up a better headshot of himself like okay <laughs> you know like and it's like no i had this bad picture of my kids on there that i wanted to get rid of um you, you know what I mean? Like even just like something like it's that kind of stuff where it that combined with the the fact that our worst fears about our data are coming true is what kind of pushes me to the okay maybe maybe this experiment has run its course. Um, but do you, again, do, I, yeah. Do do you feel more comfortable with Google owning your information or Facebook? Oh, Google. Yeah, okay, so me too, hands down. And I don't know exactly why. Mm. Oh, I know um, exactly. I know exactly why. Oh, tell me, tell me, tell me. Oh, I can't. We should try to find it, but there's the there's that infamous chat conversation between Mark Zuckerberg and one of his friends in the early days of Facebook when it was pretty big. I mean, we're talking probably millions of users but he was still really figuring shit out and it was still very much a startup, but a very big, fast growing startup. Yeah. And there's literally this conversation where he's like, he's just like talking to a, another engineer and he's basically like, ah, oh, fuck our users. Like they don't like basically like we're going to, we're going to make the, Oh, it was like the whole newsfeed privacy thing. He's like, ah, oh, whatever. We're going to make this change. They're not going to like it. Fuck them. Like, yeah. Um, so he, he showed up, he has a, now he's matured and all that stuff, but you know, if that's your instinct, um, that's pretty hard to shake. Whereas at Google, they really did their ethos for a long time was don't be evil. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I don't believe that that was a marketing gimmick. I, I really believe that that was a, a fair, I think they, they really tried to do that. Then when the whole Google China thing happened, they actually had to change Don't Be Evil because it was pretty hypocritical what they got sort of caught doing in China and then ended up them leaving China. And then I think they're back in China now. I can't remember. It's always hard to to tell. But, um, but I think that a lot of their decisions are at least in the spirit of putting the user first, even though... Yep. Um, it's kind of sounds crazy to say that when like 90% of their business is still driven by ads. So, yeah. um, 
but but yeah, like I I just don't think that yeah, it's 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 a branding thing maybe or a, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You're are you're in the same boat? You trust Google more than Facebook? Uh, yeah, and maybe it's for like that don't be evil um kind of ethos, but it's really just I feel they take their time to think about these things uh really thoroughly. And it, it is it is true like Google, you know, they're way bigger and um Facebook, I guess, yeah, like you, like you, you, you just mentioned that, like they, they were kind of like this startup that just got big and big, and now they're just Facebook, and I almost feel like, even like, especially like right now, they're almost like overwhelmed, like they didn't realize they were going to be this big thing with such huge social responsibility. Whereas I think Google, they, they realized this before it got to that point. They realize that they have an immense responsibility to the world, and they took that seriously sooner than Mark Zuckerberg did. I think so too. And I and again, I go back to um, Google's. So again, as an advertiser, Google is creepy the same way a lot of sites are creepy. So I mean, I can do some pretty interesting targeting things on Google, but not as much as Facebook. So, so mm-hmm. like. Google is still quite guarded, even though they could probably give me access to, well, I know they could. I mean, I think the best way to define Google is that they are a, a database of intentions. So like, mm-hmm. you know, they know, they know your deepest thoughts. They know your, they know your secrets. They know everything. Google knows everything about mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, and they could increase their revenue by a hundred billion dollars if they gave marketers access to even two more percent of that. Um, but they don't, and they're very slow on adding that stuff because it's, um, you know, it's, it's sensitive shit. Whereas like Facebook, all of a sudden one day you turn it on and it's like, Oh, you can now target, uh, anyone who's traveling to Italy. So, uh, anyone who's taken a vacation to Italy, you can target now. Or um, anybody who is a conservative, you can target them. Or anybody who's a, a socialist, you can target them. It's like, what? Really? Okay. Mm. Um, mm. So now I can target like anyone who went to Queen's University, who's male, who's between the ages of 20 and 37, who's right-leaning, um, who lives in Toronto, and who likes um, pick your favorite alt-right I don't even know, like some, I don't know. uh, You get very, very specific. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you you have this, you have this list of 22,000 people that, you know, you can't see their names, but you're, you're like, oh, that sounds about right. (laughs) There probably are 20,000 people like in Toronto who are, um, whereas on Google, you're, you're really getting, okay, they've visited these websites. um, They've, um, you know, like maybe... Google thinks that they kind of like cars, but they haven't Mm -hmm. said they like cars. They're just building that up based on that. They go to a lot of car sites. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, it's a different kind of uh, targeting paradigm. And I think that they do it on purpose because they know that in the wrong hands, you could do some really weird shit um, Mm -hmm. with all the information that Google has. So and it's all it, they always push you in all their marketing and all their advertising whenever you talk to someone at Google they're always pushing what's called like intentful advertising so i'm looking for red shoes 
you're mm-hmm. selling red shoes. Let's mm-hmm. let's do a deal. Like that's that's great. Yeah. Um, not like I'm looking for red shoes. Oh my God! Look what Donald Trump is doing. You're like no no no. I'm looking for red. Ah, look what look what <laughs> look what this guy's doing. It's like, dude, I'm just looking for shoes. Um, and you know you know what I'm saying. Like the yeah. So, um, okay. And let, let me. Uh, this is maybe this is going somewhere, but I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. So do you remember the Shopify uh, controversy where the website Breitbart Media, who was like um, Donald Trump and um, uh, what's his name? The Steve Bannon, his sort of outlet. And they were selling uh, t-shirts and like their store was powered by Shopify. Mm. And then some blogger, uh, this was during the whole like peak of fake news and all this shit was coming out about Trump and the right alt right and all that stuff. And there was this whole movement to blockade advertisers. So a lot of big advertisers uh, boycotted yeah. um, Breitbart. Then yeah. there was this blog post that said, well, hang on, they're still making a shit ton of money from their t-shirts. And then there was this call for Shopify to kick them off of Shopify. Mm-hmm. And, Shopify said, no, um, we're more kind of libertarian. So they're not breaking any laws. Um, they're abiding by our terms of service. Like this is, we're just a platform. And uh, yeah, so they, they took the decision of no free market. We're going to let the market decide. Mm-hmm. And Toby got a, the CEO of Shopify got a whole lot of shit for this and it was really bad especially in Canada but all over the world yeah and okay so let me dissect this down so first question is do you you're Toby CEO of Shopify public company over whatever billions of dollars what do you do in that situation you can't you can't kick kick the guy off you you can't kick them off mm, okay yep um, because like a, it's like kind of like you're then you're like, where do you draw the line on that? And it's it, it is an open platform, and if you're and who who's going to be like the judge and jury of that? And yeah, I, I don't know. There's a lot of questions, and I don't know if Toby is the person to be making all the calls on that, or the people at Shopify right. are making the calls on that. Right. Yeah. So. So I, I agreed with you. Or I, I I do agree with you. Okay. Um, so I and we got into this sort of. Um, so my my CEO Ben and I, because obviously we're like across the street from Shopify. He knows Toby well, and so Ben and I got into this one day, and and I said no, I, I agree with Toby. I would have done the same thing. And yeah. Ben's like interesting. He's like I actually would have kicked them off. And I was like okay, interesting. And I brought up the same arguments you did. Yeah. And. He so he. I'll try to reframe his his version of it because I think that um, I, I still think he was wrong, but uh, but I know where he was coming from. So Ben's point was basically like you can take the same argument of it's a free it's a free market it's a free world I think we're just a platform. You can take that same argument and say, yeah, but we set the rules of our of our neighborhood like. So if you're on Hubba, we like so we don't sell guns on Hubba, mm-hmm. um, and we're allowed to. 
in Canada and in the U.S., like we're legally allowed to sell guns, and we just mm-hmm. decide not to. So there's no guns on Hubba, and if there are, and we find them, we remove them. Mm-hmm. Now there's a gray area. There are like gun accessories, which we're in the process of debating whether or not that should be allowed. So again, there's a there's a gradient here, slippery slope, blah blah blah. But Ben has a pretty strong mandate of no guns. Fair. Mm. So he's like, and that's our decision. So if you want to be on Hubba, like you can't sell guns mm-hmm. and we're, we're leaving money on the table. We're leaving business and users on the table. We're fine with that decision. And if another issue like that comes up, we'll make a call and, and we'll add it to our, our policy. So, and he essentially said like, Toby could have said that that's not what Shopify stands for. Like, we don't want these people on our site for better or for worse. And mm-hmm. then the market would have penalized him or rewarded him based on that decision. So a lot of the right wing people probably would have switched to Magento or to whatever. And then he would have had to live with the economic uh, yeah. decision there, right? Yeah. So the way I thought about it though is, and it applies even to us. We've talked about this in an episode where, and I think it applies to anybody listening who's building a side project that could one day, I mean, Facebook was a side project. Google was a side project. These are mm-hmm. all side projects that turned into these friggin' culture changing behemoths. Mm-hmm. So I think it is important to have your own set of ethics and a code of conduct and say, okay, let, let me put it this way. I think there could have existed a universe where Shopify saw something like this as a potential mm-hmm. and made a choice very early on that they're only going to allow, uh, this is a crazy example, but like we're only going to allow left-leaning political people on Shopify. So mm-hmm. like we're more like kind of socialists and we don't believe in, you know, these uh, right-wing viewpoints. And you know what? This is only for, this is the easiest way to build an e-commerce store as long as you're not a right-wing conservative, okay? That right. could have been their tagline. Right. And who knows, maybe they would be as successful as they are now or maybe not. But I think that if you, it it was wrong for them to kick them off, given the fact that they didn't start that way and they had always just been a platform. So I agree with Toby that you can't go and just change the rules as you're playing the game. Like they have always been just a platform. And I think that they made the right call based on their, their, their ethos as a company. But I also see Ben's point where as he's building a company, it's okay to say, these are the rules of my company. And mm-hmm. I I have, a, and yes, I am going to be the judge, jury, and executioner. And you either like that and join, or you don't mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. and you don't join. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you know about it up front. So it's like us. If we all of a sudden find out that, you know, people are like, I don't know, like, so if we, I don't know, post this on Facebook or we, we create a Facebook group one day and people are saying things, it's, we can decide that that's not okay in our world. Like, if you're a pencil problem participant, you can't mm-hmm. say that. And we can just say, you're gone. Bye-bye. See you later. Yeah. And as long as people kind of know that coming in, then there's no problem, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What do you, what do you think about that? I, I, I respect that, uh, that Ben took that stance uh, just because he took a stance. And I think that sometimes that's 
harder to do than to say like, oh, I'm going to leave it up to the people. Um, and it's it's an open platform. And I'm, you like, I, yes, that is taking a stance too, but it, it's almost like I'm going to, this is my product. I'm, I'm going to let my, I have a certain belief system and this is just how it is. And I don't know. It's actually, that's actually kind of refreshing. I don't, you don't see that as much anymore at all. Like all these kind of every, all these web services out there are, are, they're just open, open platforms. Right. And then you run into all these weird things. Like you brought up with the YouTube and the Facebook and everything else. Um, and I don't know, like now, now that you frame it that way, I feel like if Toby were to say like, yeah, we're going to kick them off and these are the things that we're not selling that people are not allowed to use Shopify for. Um, I, I think I would respect him just the same. But but I think then he'd have to be consistent though and he, he would, would have, have to, to yeah, he'd have to apply that rule even if it was his biggest client. Yeah. Um, and I think this is my whole argument with Twitter and Donald Trump. So I 100% and I, I actually have a real so here's my bigger ethical conundrum. I okay. love Twitter. Yeah. I love them. They're my favorite social network. I own a significant amount of Twitter stock that has been yeah. shitting the bed since IPO. Yeah. Um, and I 100% believe that Donald Trump should have been kicked off Twitter ages ago. Mm-hmm. Um, because other people have been kicked off for less. So. Yeah. Like during that whole Leslie Jones Ghostbusters incident, I don't know if you remember that that whole uh, that whole Twitter incident where basically she was in a movie and a whole bunch of basically racist misogynists thought she was so bad in it that they all just you know berated her and bullied her and, and all that. She's the one the the SNL mm-hmm. star uh, who's yeah, yeah. In, in Ghostbusters. Yeah, and they just like kicked off half of those people, like a lot of them who were just blatantly. Like they have a whole section of their privacy policy around bullying, and they were just they were bullies, and they kicked them off. Mm-hmm. Trump is one hundred percent a bully, and he mm-hmm. should be kicked off. And yeah. the fact that he's on there is because they love seeing their logo on CNN and ABC and all this stuff. Oh, for sure. And their growth is insane, and they are yeah. fucking hypocrites because yeah. they are touting this libertarian. Um, like if you read Jack's, uh, like. Uh, Jack Dorsey's tweets, he's like on his high libertarian horse about, you know, kind of the Toby stance of like, hey, man, we're just a fucking platform. You know, we're just, yeah, this is all about free speech. Meanwhile, they, that's not true. They kick people off all the time or they suspend them for weeks. And um, so they are 100% being hypocrites when it comes to Trump. Um, And it's like, Part of me is like I should just be selling my Twitter stock because I actually feel I feel pretty strongly about this that they are one hundred percent in violation of their own of their own ethics. Um, once uh, once Trump came into power, I bought Twitter stock and it went up. I made my like thirty percent or something on that, and then God I sold damn it. Damn it! I'm still eating like what kind of what am you I guys- down? No, Twitter Twitter's up, no? No, not from when I bought. I bought a forty two, bro. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I, I had it at like fourteen. No, no, no. I bought I, like, I, I bought I bought an IPO. Like I bought a, yeah, a significant yeah, yeah. uh Yeah. Um and truthfully, here's why I'm holding though. I think Twitter is gonna be more valuable than Facebook. 
Um, okay. I, I, I think Twitter will hit 500 bucks in 10 mm. years. I, I really believe yeah. that their model is the purest form of, um, like I could see a world without Facebook. I could see a world without Instagram. I can't see a world without Twitter. Okay. Um, so at least that's my own belief. Yeah. Like if, um, if Twitter disappeared tomorrow, that yeah. vacuum would be filled so quickly, your head would spin. Like a new Twitter would emerge in days. Mm. Whereas if Facebook disappeared, I could see it taking a little while for something to take its place. Um, like it's um, not like we'd all just jump onto Google Plus and start like, you know, <laughs> going ham on, on Google Plus. Like that's not going to happen. So um, it's, it's going to be all dudes. Yeah, yeah, all all programmers, all programmer dudes, bitching about C plus plus. I I think um, tt but back to the original kind of conversation, like the, it's really, I actually when, now that you talk about like how what you guys do at Hubba and what and Ben's dance, it's super commendable because he is. Essentially, he's leaving a ton of money on the table. He's leaving the door open for a competitor. Like if Shopify were to say, say like, um, okay, no, I'm not. You guys cannot sell guns using Shopify or something. He is opening this huge market for a lot. Someone else to say, we're an open platform. We're yeah. taking that open platform. Sense, yeah, we'll right? take your guns. Yeah, we'll take your yeah. guns. Yeah. And then once you position yourself as like, oh, we're not going to censor you. You can sell anything here. It you know they risk getting eaten up, but it's he but he he's choosing that moral decision over the business decision, and yeah. in some ways I, I I respect that a lot a lot more, um, because to say that the open platform argument in it, it's a bit of a cop out sometimes if, if you from from uh, it's very convenient it's very convenient to say that. Um, and same thing with Facebook, like if Facebook were to say like, okay, if they, if Facebook's a, a, like a very left kind of platform, but if they were saying like, okay, we are actually only catering to the left. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd like, be it. Well, and you know, it's funny. So I don't know if I told you this, but I've started listening to a lot of kind of right. Like I try to really like read what's, what's out of my comfort zone and, mm -hmm. I found it really hard to read it for some reason because I get angry when I'm reading, but when I'm listening to it, I find it easier. So I've listened to, I try to listen to um, a couple times a week, like these like right wing kind of podcasts. Yeah. Um, and what's 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 happening on the right <laughs> is that they are all in a tizzy about being censored by YouTube and by Facebook and by uh, all these other places. Yeah. That like. And again, I, I think it's all bullshit. But like, they're all trying to have this call for arms on the on the extreme right to say we need to build our own Facebook, like yeah. we need to build our own YouTube so that we yeah. can like not be censored. And it's like to a degree that's ridiculous. But at the same time, if it gets bad enough, yeah, you could easily see a world where you know why not um, that you'd have this whole other ecosystem of which would just make things so much worse in a way because the echo chambers would get so big. But, um, but yeah, like, and I, I think really Google and YouTube especially is in a very, 
the next like couple years for them, probably leading up until the next election, is going mm-hmm. to be really tumultuous because they've started censoring uh, content. So mm-hmm. they've started demonetizing certain people who talk about sensitive issues. Mm-hmm. Um, hell, I mean, this podcast might even, I, I know it sounds crazy, like we might even see... Well, we don't really, I guess maybe our seven listeners will drop to like three listeners. But, um, okay, if here's what I know for a fact. If we posted this, and I'm going to try this if I have time as an experiment. If I post this audio to YouTube, mm-hmm. the fact that we've talked about and we've used words that are like trigger words, yeah, I'll bet you we have like a warning sign beside our video because I started seeing this as well. So, because I know that they're doing this algorithmically, like they're not doing this. There's no humans doing this. This is all done with with algorithms. Mm-hmm. So, um, or what'll happen is like if I wanted to monetize this audio, I wouldn't be able to monetize it because I mm. mentioned like Breitbart, free speech, um, pedophile. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, you know. So, yeah. like the the next couple of years is going to be really interesting like are we going to go to a world where we can't upload videos of our kids because they've decided that this is such a big problem that they need to just they can't solve it they can't solve the edge cases so they need to just like turn off the the door kind of thing mm-hmm. um is that going to happen on facebook as well where they're going to say okay you need to be we're only going to allow like news sources from these sites or in order to use um, our political targeting mechanisms, you need to jump through these five verification hoops. So like if Able Cells really wants to target conservatives and, and liberals in my ketone advertising, I would have to jump through five verification hoops in order to get access to those targeting like, I don't know how they're going to try to solve it, but, mm. um, yeah, it's, it's going to be mm. an interesting few years, I think. Um, I, I kind of like the idea of like, uh, <laughs> a Facebook for the left, a Facebook for the right, a YouTube for the left, a YouTube for the right, like in. No, but don't you think that that goes against, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm no expert in psychology, but from the stuff I've been hearing or reading is that they think the reason why Trump and all this stuff sort of happened is because the left wasn't listening to the right. And like, if you, if you, it'd be like segregation, it'd be like school segregation. It's like, let's put, but, but, but it's not though. Like, I'm, I just think, I, I guess I think of Facebook or as like, it's almost like a, like a magazine. Like I, there's magazines for the left in a, in a way magazines that catered more to the right. Oh, that's interesting. Well, so, hey, but, see, but, but you know, what's fascinating about what you just said. Mm-hmm. So Mark Zuckerberg is going to go testify to Congress mm-hmm. and essentially what they're trying to figure out is, is Facebook a publisher or a platform? Mm. So it's funny that you said magazine. Cause like mm. if they, if they decide that he's a magazine, that's actually really bad for Facebook. So, mm they would rather be treated like a platform, mm-hmm. but a lot of people think that they're just a publisher. So they're no different than CNN. They're no different than NBC. They're no different than Fox. They yeah. are, they have bias and they, 
they have a narrative and an agenda. Whereas yeah. Facebook's trying to make the case that they they are the no we because Fox uses us and CNN uses us and everybody uses us. We're a platform, mm-hmm. and I think that at least what I read that if if it turns out that Facebook is more like a magazine to use your words, that's mm-hmm. like really bad for them. I I don't know why, like maybe regulation or I don't know. I don't know why, but I know that like. Well, once you once you say you're a, a magazine and it's almost like you're you're in a box now, you're catering to a certain audience, um, and you're going to lose the other half of that audience, right? Uh, maybe that's right. So maybe they just know that all of a sudden, by admitting that they're a magazine, then everybody who doesn't align with like being a, a social democrat leaves Facebook. Yeah. So and all like that, the- all those advertising dollars go with them. But like the like it already happens, right? Like there's other kind of there's probably like a very specific social networks that cater to the right that I don't I don't even use or you know people kind of do it on like a, a Reddit like a like they, they use Reddit for it or they have certain kind of special special websites that are maybe not as robust as Facebook, but it still serves that specific niche. Sure, yeah. So. They're just going to build that out in a more robust way, and yeah, then you you don't have all this pollution of data, right? The people who want to get certain things are getting that those things, and people um, who who don't don't. Yeah, and then you're right, kind of like what I'm doing with these podcasts. Like I could just choose to spend an hour a week in in like right land, um, yeah, to like see what's going on over there and see if there's any ideas I want to. I want to, I want to think about, or I want to, you know, um, cause like, I think at least personally, what I've realized is like, I'm, I'm a centrist. Like I, I'm like a social liberal, like liberally I'm social, but mm-hmm. on some fiscal things I'm conservative, but I also mm-hmm. agree with free healthcare and free education, which is not really fiscal <laughs> conservative. Mm-hmm. So like I, I have like yeah. this hodgepodge of ideology. Um, so I I probably would look at the other side to kind of yeah. see what's 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 out there, um, but a lot of people you have to realize just wouldn't, and they would just stay inside their bubble. And um, yeah. I just worry that that could lead to all like other unforeseen consequences. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but I guess it, that's almost how the world has always kind of been before True. this. Yeah. So I I think if anything, like this conversation to me is just like brought me to the point of like we're trying to cater to everybody and we can't cater to everybody there's fundamental issues in trying to cater to everybody so let's just not that's a really interesting way to look at it with that lens like maybe facebook's problem was they tried to be everybody they tried to be everything to everybody yeah you're trying to be everyone's friend and you you can't be and Like, like i think you know and i think the difference with google is that like okay, take away all of their social like don't they, all their social stuff. Just think about Google as the search box, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, but see, there's some controversy even with a, we don't need to get into the Google rabbit hole with this. But like, at least it's much easier to paint an objective story as to like, here's our algorithm, and here's your results, right? So, yeah. Yeah. whereas like, and this is where they got in trouble with China though, because all of a sudden you know, they're censoring search results. So, um, like you, and in a way that's even way more, that could be so much more nefarious than Google, than Facebook 
if, mm-hmm. if all of a sudden you realize mm-hmm. that like only certain sites are showing up and certain ones aren't. And, yeah. um, but I think that Google is more object, like they are so much more neutral because yeah. they really are just like a library of information. Yeah. And then you apply your lens to it. But like yeah. you said, with Facebook, you get interrupted. So like you're like minding your own business and then someone like me jumps and tries to grab your attention. I just want Whereas, red shoes, man. I just want red shoes. Yeah. No, I think that's actually not a bad metaphor. Now that I think about it, it's like imagine you're going into a store and then you have all these other people trying to um, like take you away from getting to the back of the store where the shoes are. They're like pulling you in all these different directions. Yeah. Um, and it's also and, much harder to kind of game the Google platform, right? In, oh, it's in some so ways. much harder. Yeah. It's so much. And it's so much easier for them to detect the gaming too. So yeah. um, like SEO spam is always, it's a rat race, but they are so much faster now. Like you, uh, cause I still, you know, traverse the, you know, warrior forms and all the dark SEO stuff. And um, I never use it anymore. It's more just to kind of see what's the, what, what the cutting edge is so I can be relevant at SEO cocktail parties. Yeah. Um, but like you know, think about how long it took you to even rank uh, Able Cells. Oh, like five months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It, yeah. It, it takes a long time to to get that ranked, and uh, I guess the problem with with Facebook stuff is like you 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 might be looking for red shoes, and you can get this thing that looks like content, but it's really essentially an ad that was pushed to you. Whereas Google, it's really clear like this is an ad or not an ad. Yeah, and in fact, like it'd be interesting to see if one of the things that comes out of this is like, so you know how sometimes Google, you can tell you're being a B tested mm-hmm. and they have like, um, their ads look different one day or like they look different one week. Like mm-hmm. in, I wonder if they'll start going back to the old style where like, this is clearly an ad, you know, mm-hmm. like in response to what's happening, because mm-hmm. again, I could see that being quite attractive for a consumer to really be reaffirmed like, yeah, this is like, we're a business, we make money, we sell ads, mm-hmm. but we, we tell you when we're selling you, you know, yep. and, yep. um, and we do our best to make sure that it's relevant. So, yeah. Damn. Well, so, yeah, I'm, that's what, that's my, that's what I, I, I think should happen. Yep. That's it. Call it. <laughs> no, I, I like it, man. And I think that, um, I think that my, no, I, I think I think you've kind of. Um, I, I don't know if I've changed my mind on. I, I really think I need almost more information. Like I'll 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 go on record to say that if if there's smoking gun evidence that Facebook was a willing participant in in this, they knew what mm-hmm. was happening. They were turning a blind eye because these people were paying money, um, like. That that's something that would lead me to um, delete my like to to just unplug from the Facebook uh, ads ads as well. Uh, that that would be enough for me to say, no no, this is like this isn't worth it. Uh, I'll find another I'll find another way. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think I need a bit more information. It's still too early for me to to pull that trigger. But. Um. Well, that was uh, cool. that was good. That was, I, yeah, it, you know, it's it's funny, you know the 
what I realized about why I love this podcast is mm. we we are sticking true to our original episode one ethos of like this is a great conversation. I feel like I'm walking away now with a better understanding of my own position on this mm-hmm. with your position. Like I, I really feel like I, by, by saying it out loud, I have organized it in my mind better. Mm-hmm. And, um, and even like just saying what I said about, about Hubba, which was true, mm-hmm. just hearing myself say it, I was like, Oh wow, that's really cool. I'm pretty proud to, to go to work for Ben. Like that's kind of a cool, that, that's kind of cool. Um, that he took and, the stance. Yeah. And that, and, yeah. and that I know he will again. And, yeah. um, and that, that really was a new opinion for me. Cause I was pretty adamant in the whole Toby was a hundred percent correct. Mm-hmm. And I think that, he, if you set the rules early and you enforce them fairly, you can create any kind of community you want, but you have to be willing to throw money away, to throw people away, to, you know, mm-hmm. and, and if you're willing to do all that stuff, then I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, no, that's not okay here. Um, yeah. 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 Um, Good, good topic, man. I, I, I got yeah. a million ways to get it. Choose one. Choose one. Hey, bring it back. Bring it back. Now double your money and make it stack. I'm on to the next one. On to the next. I'm